Today, Israel amps up their attacks on Hamas while pro-Hamas agitators hunt down Jews in Russia. Texas gets a big, albeit temporary, win at the border on the federal level. And is Kamala Harris the worst vice president in the history of the world? <laughs> We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and joining me today we have Yaku Buyans, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line. Also along for the ride we have Chad Jackson, of course co-producer of Uncle Tom. Uh, happy that you're both here on this very dreary day. Um, we don't just have, I was going to say we have dreary news to parrot, but it's not just dreary. We'll get to some good news uh, here in Texas when it yes. comes to the border shortly. But I want to talk about Israel um, first. So let's start with over the weekend. Uh, there were hundreds of individuals that stormed an airport in Russia to hunt down Israelis flying in from Tel Aviv. So um, this is, it's just like, they're yelling Allahu Akbar. I mean, right there on the runway. They're waving Palestinian flags. This is inside the airport. This is terrifying. Literally there to search for any incoming flights carrying Jews. Um, they said child killers have no place in Dagestan and we are against Jewish refugees. Um, f fascinating that they use the child killer uh, mantra because big difference I would say in um, Hamas terrorists going and hunting down women and children to kill them with the express purpose of killing them and Israel warning civilians leave the area because we we have like we have no choice but to respond and potential civilian casualties as a result of that response big difference in my opinion here so um i, I want to talk about this guys but i also want to play earlier today uh prime minister of israel benjamin netanyahu spoke to the press today and said that they are moving into the second stage of war there will be no ceasefire watch I want to make clear Israel's position regarding a ceasefire. Just as the United States would not agree to a ceasefire after the bombing of Pearl Harbor or after the terrorist attack of 9-11, Israel will not agree to a cessation of hostilities with Hamas after the horrific attacks of October 7th. Calls for a ceasefire are calls for Israel to surrender to Hamas, to surrender to terrorism, to surrender to barbarism. That will not happen. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that there is a time for peace and a time for war. This is a time for war, a war for our common future. Today we draw a line between the forces of civilization and the forces of barbarism. It is a time for everyone to decide where they stand. Israel will stand against the forces of barbarism until victory. I hope and pray that civilized nations everywhere will back this fight. Because Israel's fight is your fight. 
Because if Hamas and Iran's axis of evil win, you will be their next target. That's why Israel's victory will be your victory. But make no mistake, regardless of who stands with Israel, Israel will fight until this battle is won. Now, I want to get your thoughts, gentlemen, but I also want to throw into the equation here, you know, I played uh, the thousands of people hunting down Jews at the Russian airport. Well, that was in Russia. What I'd like to show you is in New York City Union Square, they had a pro-Hamas rally. Um, and I want to play for you just a clip of that, ch- that crowd who is chanting Allahu Akbar and long live Hamas. Watch. <laughs> That's not a small amount of people. Um, And there, there was a man at this uh, in Harvard Square, I should say, who just blatantly calls for the death of Jews. Watch. Time I see those signs, you know what I do? I rip them down. You rip them down. All those signs that y'all post up, guess what I do? Rip them, spit on them. Oh, you don't care about innocent hostages taken by murder and rapists? What about... uh, all those Palestinian babies. I care about those Palestinian babies that are being murdered by Hamas and jihad, Islamic jihad hands. I do care about them. You don't. Well, really. I love Hamas. I think Hamas. Oh, you is love a terrorist Israel organization? And Interesting. Harvard Square, everyone. I think Hamas should blow Harvard- the out of Israel. I think they're all dirty, dirty animals. That's and not they anti-Semitism. All to die. That's not anti-Semitism. For real, right. they should be all exterminated. Thank you. Every single one of them, and all their right. kids, their mothers, their children, everybody, just Harvard. like Hitler. Thank you for proving our save, point. Have a lovely night. You know, line them up. Racist in Harvard. Gentlemen. Look, he said it for me. Uh, You're looking at a modern-day attempt at a Holocaust, uh, an extension. He said it, just like Hitler. This is is the the hate for, ultimately, for God and for a people that represents God. Um, This is why the the, the Christians are being attacked. Those who stand with Israel are being attacked. Um, if you're sympathetic to, to God, it's ultimately a religious war, Sarah. Show me a single Arab nation, one. Jordan, Saudi Arabia, Afghanistan, Iraq, Egypt, any of these nations that is favorable to Hamas. Do you know how they speak of Hamas? They say that if they come into a country, they plunder, they rape, mm. they steal, they break, they murder, they decapitate. Their own kind frown upon him. And we're not talking about innocent Palestinian people, people who live in Palestine. We are talking about people who voted into a regime, their leadership, because it's their leadership. Like our government, we got deaf, dumb, mute, and stupid Uncle Joe in the White House. They got Hamas, and they voted Hamas in. It's a terror organization, But the sentiment around the world is an anti-God sentiment. Nobody in that crowd, in that picture, can tell you two licks about Hamas. And really the history that I spoke of last week on the show between Isaac and Ishmael, where it really comes from, the root of it, the actual lines that's drawn in the Word of God for territory. They couldn't tell you two things. It's the same people in Black Lives Matter that set buildings on fire. These are the Americans. I'm speaking about the Americans. Now, Germany, you better deal with your stuff. But the Americans... 
These are the ones that you can buy for a dollar and a bottle of water. Right. George Soros can co-opt them like that. Throw some bricks to it because they have no purpose in life. They've got no identity. They sit in their mother's couch. They want a handout from Joe Biden. The same group of people that say, please write off my college debt. Mm -hmm. Entitlements, reparations. The same guys that contribute zero to American society, but wants everything from it. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And what's interesting about a lot of these protesters is that they believe that they're doctrinally obligated to have such a position against Jews. And so they're driven by hate, they're driven by what they perceive to be or interpret to be uh, religious ideology. And it's, it's the very reason why they are, are taking this position against you know, God, as you say, and I agree wholeheartedly. And what's also interesting is you know, how, how do you, on the one hand, use children as human shields and then turn around and accuse Jews of being baby killers, like make it make sense, you know? So, mm -hmm. I don't know, the whole thing is just, is just a mess and it goes back thousands of years. It's just really fascinating because, you know, um, there are, let me be, be perfectly clear. Um, Nick Fuentes is a despicable human being, right? Um, but we react to what he has to say about the Jews and say like, you can't say that. Like that, there's no one should ever have anything to do with you because you can't say that, right? And and that's an appropriate reaction. So why now can the other side though just openly say we should exterminate people just like Hitler did? And it's an entire movement. Mm -hmm. how, how is that possible? There's thousands of people in Russia flooding the airport, in New York City flooding the Golden Gate or the the Brooklyn Bridge, but in London, I mean. You can't even see the road or the sidewalks in some places in London. How is it possible that this movement of anti-Semitism can be so rampant on the other side and someone utters one thing about Nick Fuentes on this side and they have the, their entire lives taken away from them? It just doesn't make sense to me. Now look, Nick Fuentes, okay, let's just be real here. This is not just the Israel issue. Nick Fuentes. No, Nick, and I don't mean to derail no, about Nick Fuentes. I'm no, just but saying Nick he's got the most sideways. Anti Semitic this person dude got sideways with so. Turning Point four or five years ago. This guy was almost arrested in, 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 in West Palm on the street. He, this guy's a troublemaker because he's desperate for attention. He's a little right. boy. Yes. He's a yes. little boy yes. that didn't get attention. Right. Okay? He's got father's issues. I mean, that's his. What, what I want to talk about, Sarah, is the American culture that mm -hmm. tolerates mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this kind of nonsense. Mm -hmm. We tolerated after, after George Floyd, right? Tolerated it, mm -hmm. allowed it. People died. Many people died because right. of riots. Properties destroyed, livelihoods destroyed. Black, white, Hispanic, it didn't care. They would destroy black business owned. Remember, black, right. they didn't care. Yeah. It's a mantra. It's this ungodly spirit of stupor that they come in agreement with, but America stands idly by. London made their bed. They allowed for a radical Muslim mayor and a, a prime minister, and they yeah. did that. In America, we stand idly by, and we think they won't do it again. It won't happen again. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen again. Because it grows like a cancer. Yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Well, and again, it seems to me like one side is not held accountable for their behavior and their very clear uh, indication that they want Jews to be exterminated. Right speech. Right. Meanwhile, the other side, it's like you have one internet poster who lives in his mom's basement who's like writing mean <laughs> things who like doesn't matter to the to the world at hand and everyone's like, oh my God, you spoke to him.
him one time. You're in a picture with him. You have to be canceled from society. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, so I want to play one other aspect to, uh, you know, you guys are talking about what a cancer this is, and I agree, but I think it also shows just the absolute stupidity um, of a lot of Americans, unfortunately, to go along with these with these ideals, which you guys rightfully point out, they don't understand the history, they don't understand the nuance and the context behind it. Um, but case in point here, um, in one of the New York rallies, there was, of course, you see them at all these pro-Hamas rallies, the trans gay pride flag proudly waving. Yeah. Of course. It's an opportunity, Sarah. I it's it's look they would throw you off a building if right. they had the look, chance. I'll tell, and they would love it. I'll tell you, it's it's when the opportunity presents itself. Very broken. Remember, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Broken people will come together. If they just just throw a party, they'll come. Yeah. What's the cause? We don't care. Right. What do you want us to say? Chant this. We'll chant it. What does it mean? I don't know. But I'm with right. my kind. Right. Well, Birds of a feather. This yeah. pro-Palestinian kind of, of uh, feeling that a lot of Americans have, a lot of young Americans in particular, goes hand in hand with social justice. And unfortunately, if you go to a school, a public school in America, you are being conditioned to uh, favor movements of social justice that promise social justice. And so this is, this is really what it boils down to. This is why the LGBT, the Black Lives Matter, the pro-Palestinian state, all these things really go hand in hand. And of course, they, these people take the same kind of attitude of, well, we don't want to go to war. And so they take a very weak kind of approach to a lot of these things. This is why I'm in full support of Benjamin Netanyahu mm -hmm. and saying, no, no ceasefire. We're going to go in for the attack. We're going to take the offense. We need to see that kind of of, of boldness, especially in this day and age. Mm -hmm. I like to always just boil it down to the individual. Right. Let's just go brass tacks. Mm -hmm. The person there with the flag up, mm -hmm. right? If their house gets invaded and his mom, may never happen, but his mom gets attacked, right? He's going to want to fight back. Right. He's yeah. going to defend. So you can defend yours, but you can live in this euphoric, false, you know, world where these things, your actions don't have consequences. Your actions don't cause people to die, mm -hmm. literally. And can, may we just remember, who attacked who first? Yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly. You got, you got to go for the tumor. You got to yep. cut it out. Yep. I yep. mean, you can't, you can't play knick-knack, paddywhack with it. You, you really have to go for it. And, you know, kudos to, to Benjamin Netanyahu for, for taking that position. Yeah. Um, all right. When we come back, let's... Uh, let's get into maybe some t temporary good news, but we'll take the good news anytime we can get it uh, regarding the border. First, we want to thank our sponsor, My Patriot Supply. So, um, look, emergency food is there so that you have it before you need it. Because when you need it, it might be too late. And I'm not. It's just that we World War III could break out at any time. And I only, I say that maybe 50% joking about like, the world is on fire all around us is my point, okay? We don't know when there's going to be shortages. Do you trust Joe Biden at the helm of things? I sure as hell don't. So what I'm telling you that you should do is something that I have also done, is be prepared with my Patriot Supply. They are the country's largest preparedness company and they're more than equipped to stock your shelves in case you need it. Um, they've got a three-month food kit that will give you breakfast, lunch, and dinners that last up to 25 years on the shelf. They're going to offer over 2,000 2, calories every day uh, with a balance of protein and carbs to keep you fed and ready in the event of an emergency. And it tastes great, too. So what I'm telling you to do 
is don't sleep on this and wait until it's too late. The time is now. That's why they call it preparedness. You have to prepare now. And you can do that by going to preparewithnews.com. That is preparewithnews.com. Big win, uh, not just for Texas and Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, but also for the nation, I would say. A federal judge on uh, Monday today granted Texas's motion to temporarily stop the Biden administration from removing the razor wire that Texas had placed at the United States-Mexico border. Um, This is, of course, pending a preliminary injunction hearing, but uh, the the uh, the temporary win said in it, it said the federal government shall not remove, disassemble, degrade or tamper with the concertina wire. Um, now, there is one exception that says that it can be removed in case of a medical emergency that most likely results in serious bodily injury or death to a person. But I would say that this is a big uh, win, at least, again, we'll take the wins where we can get them when it comes to the fight between the states and the federal government when it comes to the border and, uh, you know, national sovereignty, state sovereignty, I would say, especially at a time when Joe Biden is sending out his border patrol agents um, and requesting more border patrol agents to come down to the border, not to actually protect the border, but to help make sure that when the illegals enter the country, they are unharmed, Um, which is why you have cases of Border Patrol agents fist bumping the immigrants as they are making their way through. They're like, hey, congrats. Great job. Can I get you? Do you want some water? Do you want some food? There they are fist bumping uh, these very excited illegal immigrants. And why wouldn't they be excited, really? I mean, they are coming here to this country to get a free meal ticket um, and, you know, go get put up at the Roosevelt Hotel in New York City, I guess. So, again, this is temporary. The preliminary injunction hearing is scheduled for November 7th, um, and the restraining order against the federal government expires on November 13th, unless extended by the court. Um, but for now, uh, Texas is a little bit better equipped to keep potential threats out. And by the way, I do say potential threats. Um, Here's an exclusive from Breitbart. 100 Syrians and 50 Iranians cross Biden's open border in October. That's... Yeah, uh, quite a bit of that number, close to 20 of either side, crossed over a very close friend of ours property on the border in, in, in Eagle Pass. Um, place where we have fought trafficking a lot. We've had so many trips to the border. It is a temporary victory. I'm excited about it for this reason. A court ruled justly. Mm -hmm. That's the victory I'm celebrating. Unfortunately, Sarah, I don't think it's going to change much at the river. There is a war, absolute war, between the federal government, which is Border Patrol, and the Texas Guard, and the Texas Mm -hmm. Military Department, Mm -hmm. where there are areas where the federal government have removed the Texas Guard's radio communication so they can't communicate. They have pushed them back. So think of the border as a line of water, right? They've pushed the Texas Guard back so the Texas Guard is no longer interacting with the migrants. It's Border Patrol. The Texas Guard is there now just to process. They can't protect anything. The buoys and the razor wire, I was in a briefing to, uh, Friday and a border briefing. There's a dispute going on in Texas courts at the moment as to where's the Texas territory versus the U.S. territory. 
The U.S. territory, actually in the Constitution, doesn't actually define the line. Texas Constitution does. Interesting. And so what Abbott did is when the water line receded, and this was smart, we placed buoys and wire beyond the U.S. border to where we believe the Texas border is, and it's a fight. But, well, whose border is this? Well, there's actually a standing order right now where the Border Patrol cannot go into that territory, mm. but only te Texas Guard. So it's a battle of mm. who intercepts the migrant first. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so, yes, maybe they can't cut the wire. We'll see if a court holds it up. But I will say this. Remember, there's such a small amount of wire in 1,254 miles of border. There's yeah. places in Texas that hadn't seen a Border Patrol agent before the Biden, before the Trump administration. Mm. I mean, th this is the Wild West. So to think that we can wire the whole border is, is asinine. We don't have wire across the whole border. It's yeah. critical crossing points. Yeah, I mean, like my whole thing is it's, it's clear that the Biden administration um, has a vested interest in allowing open borders uh, because it would bode well for them come election cycle. And they chalk their... their um, sabotaging efforts up to humanitarian aid. Oh, we're doing this in the name of, of, you know, rendering aid to these poor migrants who are trying to find a place to settle down because they're coming from poverty and war and things of this nature. And unfortunately, the American people fall for it just because, of, as I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. we're educated to have this kind of social justice approach to politics. Mm -hmm. And it's for this reason that we don't take the sensible approach, which is to say, that a strong nation depends on the strength of its borders. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. very irritating. Um, I just, I just feel like I cannot uh, overemphasize the state of things. Going back to that Breitbart article, um, the source that talked to them said the arrivals of the, of course, these these immigrants are from special interest countries, mm -hmm. um, and so they said the arrivals of special interest migrants at the southwest border are appearing with little to no advance intelligence warning. They said we are receiving no advance warning of the arrival of special interest migrants migrants from the region with any specificity. We are left to sort through the grab bag of migrants in small and large groups to figure out who is in the group and why they are coming. Uh, during the week of October 8th to October 14th, Border Patrol apprehended six Iranian nationals, three Lebanese nationals, one Egyptian national, one Saudi Arabian national. Um, and they are, of course, you're going to be shocked, guys, to find out that these special interest migrants are mostly single adult males. Adult males, yeah. Military age, a lot of them, Sarah, mm -hmm. fleeing criminal prosecution yes. in their own countries. Yes. They've got records as long as you can see in their own nations, not coming here to assimilate, not coming here to become an American, to employ Americans. All the things that's required of you as a legal immigrant to become a contributing member to the society, to defend this nation against all enemies, foreign and domestic. They have no interest in that. Zero. There's very, very nefarious interest at play here. Mm -hmm. And they become sleeper cells. Mm -hmm. until they called upon. To Yaku's point, Chad, um, I'm going to give you the last word on this. The, when it comes to Syria and Iran, um, the State Department, our own State Department, has issued a, like a level four warning, travel advisory warning, to not go to those places because of all the terrorism, civil unrest, kidnapping, crime, all of that. Um, but it's okay, I guess, if those same people just make their way across the border into our country. 
nothing about this administration makes sense, including <laughs> that. And, you know, it makes me wonder if by the time they arrived to the American border, you have a bunch of able-bodied men. Did it start out that way? Did it start mm. out that way? Were there, were there children and women with them mm. that they had to step on the necks of in order for them to get here? A kind of survival of the fittest type thing. It does make me wonder that. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor. This segment, Beam. So if you don't sleep well, I don't know if you realize this, poor sleep can cause all sorts of havoc on your body, weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, lower productivity. You need your sleep for mental health, physical health, and performance during your days. So I want to introduce you to Beam Dream. So if you haven't tried it, it's this powder. It's Beam's Dream Powder. It's like healthy hot cocoa that helps you sleep. And first of all, it works and it tastes delicious. Second of all, today you're gonna to get a special discount on that dream powder. Um, and it's no added sugar. You guys know me, I'm a health nut. Uh, it checks out for me, okay? It's got a bunch of delicious flavors, cinnamon, uh, cocoa, sea salt, caramel, white chocolate, peppermint. Better sleep has never tasted better. And by the way, a recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. I was in that 93%. By the, well, I wasn't pulled. But I can report that I felt the exact same results from that. Uh, you can mix it into hot water or milk. I use milk. Stir it or froth it. I use my frother and enjoy it before bedtime. Make sure to take advantage of their biggest sale of the year. Get up to 50% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com news. Use code cyber at checkout. That is shopbeam.com news and use code cyber for up to 50% off. The standoff at the border is heating up between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no farm guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. So at the top of the show, I asked the very rhetorical question, is Kamala Harris the worst vice president ever in the history of the country, the world, the universe, however you want to say it? The obvious answer is yes. I realize that. So, I, I mean, I wasn't necessarily needing you to answer that for me, um, but instead I did want to show you guys some of her interview that she had over the weekend with CBS News, where she was, to the mainstream media's credit, credit where credit is due, it's not a lot of credit, but I'll give them a little credit, that they did ask some questions that you probably would not have expected coming from a mainstream outlet like CBS News. Um, but I wanna start with, we were just talking about the border. I wanna start with the uh, question on the border, because you remember, 
This is the border czar yep. <laughs> who only went that one time. And I think she only went to like the El Paso airport. She, she made it 40 miles short, Sarah, but how can you blame her? Because they don't teach anything in American schools. She doesn't quite understand where the border is. <laughs> That's fair. She was 40 miles short. But, oops. oops. Well, it's that common core math. Yeah. She was like, she was doing the calculations and it led her to a completely better wrong number. Better luck better, next time. Better luck next time. Uh, so here's Kamala Harris on the border watch. Most Americans say that they don't think you're doing a good job on the border, you and the administration. The number of people trying to cross the U.S. southern border is at an all-time high. It's no secret that we have a broken immigration system. Do we? Short term, we need a safe, orderly, and humane border policy. And long term, we need to invest in the root causes of migration. But the bottom line, Congress needs to act. Come on, participate in the solution instead of political gamesmanship. Oh, we got, oh, we, you're soliciting solutions? Let's meet tomorrow. Let's get you fired. Let's get you impeached. Let's get you out of office. Let's, let's absolutely decimate the fact that you were, you were ever even in charge of anything close to the border because it's a stain on American history that we would allow you to walk into the White House. It's, it is, we can't erase it, but man, 50 years from now, we're gonna look back and go, how do we hide that moment mm -hmm. when we allow Dumb and Dumber to run the show from the White House? Possibly at times with even the snot frozen <laughs> on their faces, okay? <laughs> I mean, I can't even. Look, we need an orderly safe, Yes, yeah, safe, mechanism. orderly, and humane. So, so, so women in ch losing 85,000 children, is that safe, humane, orderly? Maybe not so much. Rape trees, safe, humane, orderly, maybe not so much. Cartel flooding across the border, damage to American property, high-speed chases, deaths, murder by illegal aliens, maybe not so safe mm. and orderly. I don't know. So I agree with you. Uh, to your point, though, I do think that there is a lot of danger in what she was in the language that she used when she made that comment, because she's not saying I mean, maybe she would agree with you all. the You know, the rapes are wrong. The trafficking is wrong. The murder I don't is think wrong. She'll agree. Well, but let me just say, however, we need to find a way to let all of these people in in a safe, orderly and humane way. That's what uh, I took yeah, from it. Yeah, she okay. still wants to let them so, in. She yeah. wants it to be safer for them, yeah. not for you, because she's going to let total strangers in that they haven't vetted. That's what I got from well that put, language. Sarah. She doesn't really want a closed border. She just wants it to be easier for them to get in. Points this is where Sarah. all this language of long term and short term comes right, in. Right. Uh, you asked the question of whether you know, she's a, a nightmare or a train wreck of a vice president. And the answer is obviously yes, but it's weird because that's a very hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, if you look at the vice presidency, that role, dating as far back as George Washington, who had John Adams as his vice president, like that position has been for the most part ignored by yeah. the president. Like they have this kind of ceremonial uh, position that you take the place of the president if the president falls. Uh, but you know what she's doing, it, it's very difficult to do, mm -hmm. but yet here she is doing it, just being a nightmare, a train wreck of a vice president. You remember when Joe Biden was vice president? You never knew where he was, exactly. you didn't hear of him, he was always flying to some country, they were hiding, Barack was hiding him. Same thing with Pence, <laughs> same thing with Mike Pence. They were hiding him, they're like, don't want this guy to speak ever. Right. Yeah. And then, and then somehow he's more popular than Barack Obama. Yeah. Uh, well, you remember I know how that works. <laughs> you, 81 million people. Yeah. Okay. 
think my, my deceased grandmother voted in that election, too. Probably a couple times. <laughs> a number of deceased people voted. Probably a amazing. few times. It's amazing. Um, so, okay, so, so let me get to, as well, let me... I said that he asked some tough questions. Um, one of them was... Why are you guys, I mean, look, he's like, Donald Trump's got a ton of issues and indictments. Why are you guys not further ahead in the polls than you actually are? Here is that exchange. Why are you not 30 points ahead? Well, I'm not, I'm not a political pundit, so I, I, I'm not going to speak to that. But what I will say is this. When the American people are able to take a close look at election time on their mm -hmm. options, mm -hmm. I think... The choice is going to be clear. Bill, we're going to win. Let me just tell you that. We're going to win. Wow, that sounded confident. <laughs> is it just me? Correct me, Sarah, please. And then I sure. seem to be corrected. Was he insinuating that they are ahead in the polls? He was insinuating that they are neck and neck. So what he said was, for context, well, that he, so he said that some of the polling that he referenced said, you guys are very, very close in the polls with Donald Trump. Why are you not he's got, right, he's got 91 criminal counts that he's facing in yeah. four different jurisdictions. Are Why polling? are you not much farther ahead? Yeah, I always say, who are, you, who are you polling? Yeah. If I poll a bunch of obese guys <laughs> and say, do you love sugar? The poll's going to read that way. Right. Get a bunch of marathon runners that's semi-bulimic, they're going to go, no, we don't like sugar. I mean, who are you polling? And yeah. this is the, the art. We have destroyed the polling mechanism mm -hmm. in this country. You can't trust a single pollster. It's all spitball, pasta theory against the wall. Hope it'll stick. They poll their kind because they get funding, hello, to run the poll if the outcome is a certain way. They, they secure their funding. The system is broken. Mm -hmm. See, I was trying to give him credit for that question, and Yaku just ripped him apart on it. Sorry. You look at the 2016 election, case in point, and, you know, a lot of these pollsters, unfortunately, are ideologically driven. Um, they do have a vested interest, and when you look at how they gather these numbers, you'll find that they weren't asking the right questions, or they weren't pulling from, this, from the, the proper samples, and so on and so forth. So, yeah. it's, you know, they're not to be trusted. But, you know, another thing that she said that I thought was interesting was, you know, when people look at climate change or when people look at, um, you know, how we brung these things, you use the word brung, how we brung all these different things to the American people, then they'll realize how great of a president Joe Biden was and they'll, they'll you know, give him the victory. And, you know, that's completely, I mean, she might be onto something. Once again, I, I hate to keep bringing it back to this, mm -hmm. but our school system yeah. is is uh, basically preparing our kids, hey, you know, climate change is, a, is this big, you know, looming um, issue that we need to have the right politicians in place if we're going to face it head on. And she uses climate change as one of the, the big, uh, uh, I guess, issues that are going to, that's going to drive the next election. So, the 14-year-old high schooler yeah. in COVID lockdowns is voting in the next presidential election. Mm. Oh, don't tell me that. No, this is a reality of what you're talking about. Golly. You need to consider that, that for a second. Wild. I had never considered that until. But the they're moment. voting. Yeah, yeah. So, how do you think they vote? Right, right. So, okay, so I want to play one more clip here um, to, to that point. Uh, the interviewer asked her why Biden Harris is so unpopular with like the younger generation. Um, and I want to play that exchange. A recent CBS poll found that at the beginning of President Biden's term, 70% of young people, people under 30, said he was doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Now it's less than 50%. Why is Not that? Really. What's going on? 
If you poll how young people feel about the climate and the warming of our planet, it polls as one of their top concerns. When we talk about what we are doing with student loan debt, polls very high. Uh, the challenge that we have in the administration is we got to let people know who brung it to them. <laughs> That's our challenge. Yeah. But it is not that the work we are doing is not very, very popular with a lot of people. Brung it. <laughs> who brung it to them? Well, don't worry. She's a lawyer that prosecuted her own people, threw well, them in jail. Well, hold on, hold on. Okay, so you guys bring up a, an interesting point with the brung. Do I fully believe she knows what the correct verbiage is. She's just choosing yeah. to sound like that. Good point. To, to like resonate with okay. the youth, right? Yeah. That's what I believe. Yeah. That's actually a very good point. I didn't consider that. This ingenuine is, is <laughs> yes. the flavor of the day. Yes, with, with Kamala, with cackling Kamala, absolutely. Um, all right, let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break. Before we do, I just want to remind you guys, if you have not yet checked out the all-new TheBlaze.com, our website is completely revamped and we are ad-free, so uh, you're not going to see any ads on there, but obviously we've... You know, we're not dealing with big tech and we're relying on you guys. So make sure that you go sign up for theblaze.com, all new website. We're going to have a ton more stuff that we're going to provide for you. Uh, but we need your help in signing up. So go to theblaze.com and check it out. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to cry on camera. I just was discussing with them. Um, the really sad news. I can't even make it through the announcement, so I'm just gonna just play the clip, please. But the Bible tells us that there's a time for every purpose under heaven. And traveling across the country over the past six months, I came here to say it's become clear to me this is not my time. <laughs> I have decided Why? to suspend my campaign for no! president of today. <sighs> now I'm leaving this campaign, but no. let me promise you, Mike, don't do I will that. never leave the fight for conservative values, and I will never <laughs> stop fighting to elect principled Republican <laughs> leaders to every office in the land. So help me God. <sighs> He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Chad, I think you and I need to sit out on this one. Sarah, have your moment. It's just that I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm fine now. Mike Pence, I'm sorry, everyone, unfortunately has dropped out of the 2024 presidential election. He says it was not his time. Um, and I think he's already like, pretty old. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it's just never going to be his time, Mike. Your time has passed. In fact, some may argue it was never really there. It's not just not your time. You're, you just need to go away. Okay, that's all. Has, and I did not see this, has he thrown his... Has he endorsed anyone? Absolutely not. Somebody? He has not. Who would he... I mean, I'm just trying to think who he would throw his weight behind. Probably DeSantis. Nikki, Nikki Haley. Really, you yeah. think? Okay. You think? Well, they're both warmongers. Right. 
They seem to be more interested in um, fighting a battle for Ukraine rather does than... Does he really think Nikki has a chance to win? I mean, come on now. Let's be real. Sorry, Nikki, but <laughs> you may have to do the same thing. Well, with their combined support, it's not much to call home about. So what right. would his support of Nikki like really do? That's yeah. fair. Yeah. That's fair. The, that, the five voters that were going to vote Mike Pence... <laughs> Hey, he could turn it around and give them all. They might all go to Nikki. Right. Hey, and then she would have like 100 voters. From small beginnings. I mean, but. Well, sure. Counts in the right place, right? Also, like, know what time it is. Yeah. Mike time. Pence, clearly, right. his entire campaign did not know what time it was. He was living in a completely different Republican Party mm-hmm. and uh, behaving and his ideas and policies were representative of a completely different Republican Party um, that's been left behind a very long time now. Mm-hmm. So this was looked at favorably by evangelical conservatives during the 2016 election. And t- the 2023 version of Mike Pence blames Trump for uh, basically sabotaging his image. So mm-hmm. he feels that he has an ax, you know, a bone to pick with uh, with Trump. And it seems that if he really wants his vengeance, then he would throw his support behind um, DeSantis, yeah. who is the most likely. Yeah, candidate. but then you sh- shouldn't even have run. Yeah, I, you know, agree. Because, because, I agree. And, that's, and right. that's my point always. Is I ask people why, why, even my children, you have to be very clear on why you do something. What's your motive? What's your why? What's your core conviction? And I do think you're right. His was to clear his name, it's mm-hmm. vengeance. It's to, and that's a bad why, you can, it's never gonna resonate, you know, which is why I don't want Trump to fall into that. Let's go forward, buddy. We, you, we need vision for this nation. We got a whole lot to fix here. We, we, we've watched the J6 tapes and we've heard it a lot. Where are we going? Mm-hmm. Where are we going with the Republican party? Because it's, it is eroding, it's, it's fractioned. I mean, it is, at, in some states it's decimated mm-hmm. at the county level, right? And so even Dallas, Texas, Dallas, Texas is not in good shape. At the county level with the Republican Party under, under Jennifer's reign and with what's going down there, with the losses that we've racked up since 2006, I mean, we haven't won a single battle. Even with Mayor Eric switching parties? Mm. I think things are going to change there. But remember, it, you still have your precinct chairs and you, have, you still need to rally the grassroots. I agree. And we love White House, White House. But mm. if the left taught us a lesson, the sources of the world, it is, in fact, county precinct chairs. It is voter poll watchers. Mm -hmm. It's grassroots. Get out and vote. That's where we have lost the battle. I I mean, and so we need to do a a lot of work. By the way, just because we were talking about it over the break, Yaku was like, I can't remember. Is is Hutchinson still even in? Because we haven't heard anything from him. He is, in fact, still in. And as of two days ago, (laughs) the headline was... (laughs) Sorry. The headline was Hutchinson's campaign manager to depart after disagreement over viable path to nomination. Wow. Hutchinson will handle media inquiries himself. So that's how that's going. He's still in. He's little, still in. He wants to trans your kids. Denial. He wants he wants doctors to be able to mutilate your children. He wants all of that. That's the new Republican Party, according to Asa Hutchinson. So, um, hey, maybe he'll. Maybe we should send a media inquiry. <laughs> what a mess. Let's do it. He can join me on the show, and Let's we can talk to him about his policies and whether or not it's going to resonate with the Republican Party. I have a feeling that that email will go unanswered. <laughs> we'll be right back. After the question I asked him at the summit... 
let's uh, finish out the show by uh, watching Gavin Newsom in China um, having a very strange interaction while playing basketball with a group of children. Watch. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. Oh. Why? Did he just pretend to spank that strange child that he didn't know? Did he do that on purpose? It looked a lot to me like he tackled a child on purpose and then pretended and then fake spanked him, which seems really weird to me. But I'm I don't I'm not a pedophile, so I don't know these things. <laughs> Big time pedophile sympathizer there, a guy who voted in comprehensive sex said, why is he in China in the first place? Well, he wants to be besties with Xi Jinping. They do then, share a lot of similar uh, ideas on policy. And his history says he likes to get a little close to children, but also the person he's trying to follow up likes to get a little close to sniff children. So Right. So we would, I mean, at least the Democrats, if he handed over Joe Pass the torch to him, we would still have a Democrat contender who likes weird interactions with children. We could keep that alive. So yay, I guess. Um, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Jakob Williams, Chad Jackson. Uh, it's been a pleasure and we will see you guys tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.